0: In this week's Sesame Corner, we speak to farmer Pilek of the Sia Zenzela Plant Biotech and Agricultural Consultants. Sia, what do you guys do at Sia Zenzela?
1: We basically grow a whole lot of crops. We started out as seedling suppliers, so we grow a whole lot of seedlings on our spot, and then we didn't have people to come buy them. We just decided, well, we've got about 8,000 square meters of land. We can just grow these seedlings ourselves, and that's where we started. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, take us into why you decided to go this route. I mean, farming, seeds, food.
1: I've always loved growing food. I always thought there will always be a need for food, no matter what happens. And I spent some time in varsity. I worked with plants in the lab. So, I had that love for plants, even adversity. So going out into the world and working for myself, doing what I love, wasn't something hard to do.
0: Right. Now, how has the industry received you so far? And competition must be quite tough. It's big names in the industry.
1: To tell the truth, we're not a big company. Mm -hmm. We're not a big group. We've been based on the local level. So our target was soweto we wanted a place where we can grow food in soweto we right. targeted the people around us because we realized that okay people every day they go to pick and pay they buy mm. veggies or they go to the street vendors who get their food from Johannesburg city deep yeah which is not fresh so we were like okay if we can be within communities and set up our gardens within communities grow our food there and harvest it when they need it mm. at a much cheaper price that gives us a whole lot more advantage than anyone else. And the communities love us. Mm. So we haven't had too much competition on that side.
0: Right. So, what is needed for running this type of business?
1: Patience. <laughs> 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 like any business, you have to be patient, you need to understand that things are not going to happen overnight. With plants, you have to sometimes wait three months before you harvest. Mm -hmm. So you need to make plans. Okay, what can I harvest in two weeks? What can I harvest in 30 days? What can I harvest in 60 days? So you plan like that. So it's a whole lot of patience and a whole lot of planning.
0: Right. And the knowledge behind that, you indicated earlier that even in school, you had a love for growing food. What kind of knowledge is needed to manage this type of business?
1: Obviously, you need to get your numbers right for any business, for you to go into it and for you to make profit. You need to like, okay, this is how much I need to produce for me to be able to pay me, to pay my people and again, Uh make a profit to grow this business. So you need to be good with that and that also goes into planning. And then you need to have a good team. You know, people who understand that actually... This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah, You're going to be here for some time and if the crops are not good, we're not going to get paid well. So it's all hard work.
0: What challenges have you faced in this journey?
1: Most of the time, we've tried investing a lot of money into irrigation mm-hmm. because you don't want to spend a lot of time holding a pipe and watering your plants right. while you could be doing other things. So the challenge that we've had is actually because we are in a school next to a soccer field Mm -hmm. so during winter they usually burn around the area Ah. so the fire comes into the school onto our property that has happened twice Mm. in our five years being there and it burns the whole irrigation system because sometimes we're not there and because we use a lot of mulch, which is covering with grass that is dry on top of the ground right. to protect the soil. So that catches fire easily if it's not wet. So we've had that as an experience like twice. So that has been our major challenge. Mm. And right now we've made a fire belt. We've just planted a whole lot of green plants along the fence so that even if there is fire, it just doesn't go through the fire belt.
0: Right. Right. How then would you advise someone looking to get into this particular industry? I like what you said earlier, saying that this is not a get-rich-quick type of setup. It
1: depends how massive you want to go into it. I personally don't believe in farms.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You need to tell us why.
1: I don't believe that farms should be supplying our communities i believe that communities food should be grown within our communities and then surplus we can take out to our surrounding communities or the nearest towns and then farms because they are so far from our people and because they are so big Mm. and because it costs so much for them to deliver food to city deep and then from city deep to your local supermarkets they should be exporting Food should be grown within our communities for us to eat and then the food that's grown in farms should be exported out of this country and that's how we're going to be able to grow this country, the economy of this country, instead of importing 16 billion rands worth of food every year.
0: Now, that said, what do you make of the current SME space in South Africa? You run a fairly decent type of living, something that feeds back into the community but should also generate revenue. Do you feel that entrepreneurs like yourself have enough support?
1: No, hmm. we don't. Funny enough, we only getting this recognition because of this Chile of Soweto thing. Mm. Before this, we were just farmers out there doing our thing. Of course, we were doing it good, doing it right. The community was supporting us. The people we supply were supporting us. But in terms of scaling up, in terms of packaging houses, in terms of training infrastructure for anyone who wants to come in, in terms of having local markets where local farmers can bring their produce together and the whole community can come through and buy mm. there. We don't have people supporting us to create such infrastructure. All right. So we don't have support.
0: That is a sad reality. Now to more optimistic stuff, tell us about Chile of Soweto.
1: Well, as I said, we've been at this for a while. Our garden one of the best gardens in Soweto, if not the best. So people come through to our garden, and we've just had UJ, Jeff Green, Slow Food, a whole lot of people just coming in to see what we're doing over the years. It's been happening. Mm. So this year, Jeff really got interested in what we're doing, and he told me that he was going to bring in... uh, Carlo Patrini was coming into South Africa. And then he said, you know what, he's very impressed with what we do and he would like to bring in Carlo to our garden. And I was like, yeah, why not? So they came through. Funny enough, we didn't even have chilies. Okay. But we just kept on walking through the garden, showing them what we have, speaking about what we do, how we do it. And they kept on asking me, how do you guys make money here? where do you guys get money from and i was like we make money from chilies yeah. like chilies is our cash crop yes everything sells seedlings herbs and all that stuff they sell but our main cash crop is chilies and then we carried on walking around the garden and they're like how does this happen mm. and i was like no every time we go out if we are there people will not buy any other chilies besides our chilies all right because it's so hot. We've always been told that our chilies is the hottest chili in town and around because most people get their chilies from, again, yes. City Deep. So we went to the hawkers that sell in the streets and they're like, okay, guys, we understand that this is how much you get it for at Johannesburg City Deep. Mm-hmm. We believe our quality is better, but we'll sell it to you at cheaper than your chicken have a taste. Mm. And from there, they were like, we're not buying chilies from City Deep anymore. And every time they buy it from a City Deep, their customers complain, like, this is not the chilies we're yeah. loving. So please call these guys who gave you these chilies. And oh, yes. So I told them that story. And they were still like, we just believe that you're talking about these chilies because you grow it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing amazing about these chilies. And I was like, okay, guys, fine. I called my manager, El Mufu So I was like, El, give me some of that sauce. It's called Tsongkan.
0: Okay. So there's some lady. <laughs> so
1: there's a lady, her name is Florence. She gets chilies from us and then she makes the sauce. All right. So she always brings some of it back to us, you mm. know. And then so we had a couple of bottles left, and I was like, "El, please bring some kind here. Because you know what? we explaining to these guys a good thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. So all of them, I took it out, I put it on the lid, and they all tasted. They could not close their mouth after that, yeah. and the signal came right then, just like, I shot you, die. what you're talking about is true, like, this mm. is the chili. Like, for them, they didn't believe it would be that hot. It was something that's unique right. from even as they've traveled around the world, so they were like, yeah, this is something we want to take with us. To all over the world I want to speak about the chili of Soweto Everywhere
0: Wonderful
1: And Because it was off season They were like When are you going to have some We were like We usually have it from January to May mm-hmm. So if you come back in January And they were like We're coming back in January Yeah For stock to take to Italy wow. And immediately after that Two days later I started having phone calls Being told that we've been entered into the Ark of Taste Yeah Did not know what that was Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah after some research, I got to understand, okay, this is what this means now. So, this is something big.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. That's a beautiful, beautiful story. <laughs> Lastly, where to for Sia Zenzela plant biotech and agricultural consultants, particularly where the chili of Soweto is concerned?
1: It's growth from now, scaling. We've got seeds already. Like, yeah. we try our chilies so that we can get seeds. So... Selling chili of Soweto seeds is one of the plan. Mm-hmm. Growing our own a whole lot more than what we're growing right now. We've also, <laughs> funny enough, the Department of Agriculture has finally come through and they've given us an extra space, an extra garden.
0: Good news. Around
1: Soweto. They said, yeah, because we've always said we want CSNZ like gardens to yeah. be a franchise. They should be in every community, wherever you go. So they were like, okay, here's your second garden that you guys can operate from. So... We need to scale up on that. Mm. Make more sauce. See how much we can export.
0: We wish you all the best in this wonderful journey.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That was Farmer Pilakile of the Siyazenzela Biotech and Agricultural Consultants in this week's SME Corner.